Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row and a uh, latest fresh batch of Road Beers, the off-topic podcast for us at Letterman Row. We took another week off as things have been getting uh, more interesting and slightly more busy with our actual jobs covering Ohio State as it looks like college football is gradually working its way uh, towards being played this year, which is good news for all of us. Um, That's Jeremy Birmingham. That's Chives, Spencer Holbrook over there. And I don't know what has happened with the backgrounds in the last two weeks since we did this, but I don't know where to, whether to start with the fact that you now have Seinfeld's apartment for Berm or Chives has a cheese it on the Empire State Building. What am I looking at here? Well, you're looking at, Seinfeld, you're looking at Seinfeld's apartment uh, from the television show Seinfeld, which well, star Jerry Seinfeld. Why not? It, it looks comfortable. Uh, it's a place that I would have always wanted to go and, the beauty of Zoom and this current world of uh, fantasy and insanity we're living in is that I can go anywhere I want, whenever I want. Why do you want to be in Seinfeld's apartment? I don't know. So he can look outside his window and see the Cheez-It on the Empire State Building. Okay. Wow. Well, no. Connected in a way. That, that, that was not uh, my thinking at all. <laughs> uh, I just like Seinfeld and I enjoy the apartment. Um, and I figured... Why not something different today? It's always strange to me, like, there was a time in the middle of last season where Chives was binging Seinfeld and watching it every day. It's like, I think we maybe talked about this before when he was watching Cheers and the Andy Griffith show. Like, he can't even relate to the stuff in Seinfeld. Like, it's from a different era before he was born. Like, Chives probably never used a corded landline telephone in his life. That's a lie. a lot of the problems of Seinfeld would be solved by a cell phone. So let me ask you this, Charles. What's the deal with that? <laughs> Was that Bobcat? No. <laughs> no. Um, listen, man. I appreciate that that Chives has an old soul um, because you know uh, so many people of his age have just t- tried to abandon our history, uh, you know, the, the 20 years or so uh, of, of our youths, 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 and uh, a youth. I, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I think that I appreciate people who appreciate Seinfeld because it requires a certain type of appreciation of humor as opposed to like Friends, which was more sight gags and that, you know, goofy stuff like that. I appreciate the dry humor of Seinfeld. I appreciate the nothingness of it and i also appreciate that it taught me more about 90s culture than i probably could have ever learned because i didn't i grew up i was born in 1996 so you know i didn't have 90s culture to grow up on and the 90s is not something you generally learning about in history class so (laughs) like and like the culture has not yet grown enough or like become far enough in history where people will talk about the culture of the nineties, like they did, like they do now with the seventies and the sixties and the fifties. So like it taught me a lot about the culture of what was going on before, before me, but also it's hilarious. And I love Seinfeld. So that's just another reason to watch it. I'm not sure that Seinfeld would find that cheese it on the empire state building. Very funny though. Why? Yeah. I don't, I don't know that that's a Seinfeldian humor. I think that that's, <laughs> no, that's a man. Okay. light gag right there. Okay, so here's the thing about the Cheez-It on the Empire State Building. Twitter is a cesspool. 
an absolute cesspool. Of course. Twitter it's sucks. It's well, well established on this show. And it, it gets worse every day, especially this week. I was scrolling Twitter the other day like an idiot, and then I stumbled upon an ad. You know, at the bottom of the tweet, it says promoted. And it was like, if you're having trouble finding a Zoom background, allow Cheese it to help. And Cheese it had four different backgrounds. One of them was like the like the sail of a boat was a cheese it and i was like ah oh, that's kind of lame but the last picture yeah, in this, ad, this one you picked is totally not lame i agree the last the last picture <laughs> it ad, in the ad was a cheese it rung onto the empire state building and i just thought it was kind of funny i got a little chuckle out of it and i was like you know what cheese it i am going to take you up on this offer so i we are not sponsored by cheese it cheese is not a sponsor they're not even my favorite cracker snack but i thought it was funny enough to at least show it off a little I thought it was funny. Maybe, Berm, I'm just, maybe I'm just stupid. Berm, you just validated Chive's sense of humor, and then he turned it around in like 30 seconds. Yeah, I mean, this uh, clearly is a little cheesy. But <laughs> oh, no. the point is... Um, well, I'm glad we're doing this as again. As long as it's not Cheese Nips, which is the weirdest, A, name for a snack ever, uh, but B... <laughs> It's crazy to me that there are people out there who prefer cheese nips over cheese its It's like the uh, – there's an argument to be made for red vines over Twizzlers. I get it. They're a different texture. They're a different uh, candy altogether, the straight licorice versus the corded licorice. I get it. I get that. Sure. But when you're talking cheese nips and cheese its there's a clear superior product. And it's Cheez-Its. What's the deal with cheese nips? What's the deal? The nips made of cheese. It sounds like it's I don't know. not safe for work search term. Like, oh, I won't, like, need some cheese nips. Let's fire cheese. it up. Yeah, like, like you would expect that to be a category on, on a website. Let's fire up know. a private browser and find some cheese nips. I'm never going to Google search cheese nips for sale. I just think that would get me into too many dark web rabbit holes. You know what I Googled two nights ago? Do, uh, Spencer, you won't remember this because you, as you just admitted, you weren't alive in the 90s. Do you remember PB Max, Austin, the candy oh, yeah. bar? Yeah. We were talking about that during a, a, a bonfire the other night, and I remember the commercial was like, PB don't stand for portly ballerina. And for some reason, uh, I had to, like, Google to see what happened to PB Max, which has been, unfortunately, discontinued. It was a oh, pretty, no. pretty uh, poor candy bar situation. It was just peanut butter on a cookie covered with chocolate, which you think all those things are pretty good. But apparently Mars, the company that was making them, decided to move on in a different direction. But isn't that, like, a big tag-along? Aren't we just, like – kind of remaking the wheel reinventing the wheel here it seems like you'd have to try pretty hard to fail once a candy bar goes to market yeah i mean to, to decide that we're going to take this one off when it's just cookie peanut butter and chocolate which are three things that any candy maker uh has pretty much an infinite supply of uh, it's a that's very not, confu very confusing oh go ahead Chimes. tell me tell, tell me that's mars not true have, tell me mars doesn't have an endless supply of chocolate and peanut butter Go ahead, tell well, if me you, that. If you, if you recall the Seinfeld episode, Twix is the only candy with the cookie crunch. So not every candy bar has a cookie crunch to it. Twix is the only candy bar. 
who makes Twix? <laughs> I'm just saying, you said every candy bar. Has Do yourself a favor and jujule it. I didn't say every candy <laughs> bar. I said every candy maker. Do right. yourself a fable and Google, jugle it. Uh, <laughs> jugle it. Jugle I it. <laughs> I mean, I get the jugle reference, but I don't know. Was the fable on purpose or were you just too fired up at Chives? Nothing. Yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know anymore, man. Like, I, I'm just in a weird place, okay? I know. Your hair place. looks great, though. Thanks. Thanks. I brushed it today. Growing out. Yeah. I think it's the first time I've actually brushed my hair since I was 19 or so. Since since Maryland and you not getting your soup, I think the saddest I've seen you is that you couldn't get your hair cut on Monday. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a little uh, – it was an unexpected blow. Like, and I, get, I mean, I should have expected that the hair cuttery place would require a mask, but I was coming in from Michigan. I just didn't – I do have one. I just didn't have it in my car, and therefore I was rebuffed. I was rebuked. From whence, back from whence I came, they said to me, uh, and so now here I am, and I've decided I'm just going to lean into it. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to go full on Brett Michaels, Sebastian there's, Bach. There's no, there's no way that you're going to let that go. We're going to, we're all going up for a little bit once we're allowed. It's going to happen uh, in a couple of weeks. A Letterman Row retreat up near, up well past your neck of the woods. There's no way that when we're on the lake in two weeks that your hair is going to be that long. There's no way. Bro, this, this mane, once it gets wet, is glorious. It's just – I look like Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead. I've never seen The Walking Dead, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, well, regardless. Um, if you had to pick up one candy bar from the grocery store, what would it be? My – my favorite candy bar would probably be an underdog in this conversation. So I'm going to let uh, you and Chive start it off. Well, it's not a draft. You can still say it. No, no, no. I want to come in at the end. We're not okay. having a only three I, could stay. We're going to have want, a ranked I want draft. you guys to like, I want you guys to bring up the, the big hitters, the heavy hitters. And then I'm going to come in at the end. I'm going to zoom in at the end and wallop you with a one, two punch. That's going to leave you. Shake it in your boots. <laughs> Chives, what do you got? If I had to pick up one candy bar from the store, uh, it would probably be a Snickers. But, a, but the Baby Ruth comes in a very close second. Sounds like we got a real basic B over here. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to admit I was not anticipating to hear the word Baby Ruth uh, in this conversation. <laughs> love, those are so good. They're very, very good. Well, that would have okay. been more creative than I'm just going to pick up Snickers, the number one selling candy bar in the world. I don't know if that's what – There's a reason for that it's the number one selling candy bar in the world. I just made up that fact. Don't, don't fact check me on that Twitter. I just – I'm throwing it out there. I bet that Hershey's just plain chocolate is number one. Ooh, uh, maybe. In the Her world? What do you think the number one selling candy bar in the world is? Don't you think it would just be the basic chocolate bar? Yeah, probably. That or like a Crunch Bar, like a Nestle Crunch. Oh, yeah. Could, could be. possibly be in that uh, conversation. Um, but for me, for this guy, there's two bars that go straight to the top of the list. Number one, the Fifth Avenue. The Fifth That's Avenue? Right. 
That's right. What? It's what like, are we it's doing? Like, what are we it's doing? It's like a Butterfinger without uh, making your mouth want to punch you in the face, you know? Then second is the 100 grand bar. That's right. The 100 grand and the Fifth Avenue are the two best candy bars on the market today. However, I'm also a huge fan of Kit Kats and Twixes. Oh, and what's my call it? I'm pretty much I pretty much like all of them as long as there's no like uh, coconut in it. Give me, Twix. me. miss Twix me with that coconut really dog. Miss me Twix. with that coconut. Twix is really good. I can get behind a good Twix bar, but like I want to know. Really good. That, Let's yeah. not oversell the Twix chives. He loves the Cookie Crunch. It's the only candy with Cookie Crunch. Well, he should have had a PB Max back in the day. Well, I just, I just want to know True. now what the one candy bar you could, like, if you never saw it again in your life, you'd be okay with. Like, that, I think that's a more important question because everyone, most people love candy. So, like, I'm never going to say no. I'm more than likely never going to say no to a good candy bar. But, like, what's the one candy, like, somebody offered you was like, no. I actually don't like candy. As Berm knows from countless road trips with me, I don't. I don't get candy bars when we stop. I am a uh, salty, salty snack. snack guy. Yeah. Big, big what, oh salty yeah. What am I gonna What am I gonna get when I go into the gas station, Berm? Some variety of combos. Probably the blue cheese version. Uh, uh, I I like a good. I like candy bars. Uh, I also am a big fan of salty snacks. I like combos. Uh, nacho cheese only, however, or the cheddar cheese. I don't. You don't need to get all fancy. Uh, of course, I love Pringles, as we've discussed previously on the show. Um, but for me, Chives, if we're talking like a, a candy bar, where I'm like, nah, fam, that ain't it. Um, if it like Almond Joys, Mounds, like, no, get out of here. That's disgusting. Disgusting. Exactly. You know, it is delicious. I'm sorry. We were off on this tangent. I'm going to continue to ramble. Uh, is the this mint and dark chocolate Kit Kat that's come out recently? beautiful <laughs> it is a good one buddy. So since you guys hit on the salty snacks all the Chex Mix I am all the way in on Chex Mix it's my number one salty snack but the candy bar I could definitely just 100% just get it out of here like absolutely not is the Milky Way there is absolutely Chex no Mix. point to the Milky Way it serves no purpose it just needs to be gone let me, let me divert on two things here number one there will be a musical overlay of Chex Mix uh, by Lonely Island, I assume, playing right now. Number two, the, the Simply Caramel Milky Way is pretty darn good. If it says Milky, Milky Way on the label, not buying it. See, I don't mess it out. I just like caramel. Also, do you say caramel or caramel? Uh, I say caramel. No, I don't. I don't know what I say because I don't like it. Because there are times when I am absolutely using the three-syllable pronunciation of caramel, yeah. and there are other times when I'm just like, caramel. <laughs> oh, like, it, like it's in Indiana, but it's not. Uh, boy, yeah, I don't, that's, that's one, really, like, Snickers, if that's Chives number one, like, I could banish it and fire it into the sun. I don't want it. Um, Good thing I got a baby root to fall back on then. Yeah, you do have a fallback option. But, again, I'm – my opinion on that for uh, candy bars doesn't really matter because I, I would be looking for something else anyway. On the last road trip uh, and the road beers that we actually got to have in real life before the shutdown, 
Berm and I were in different parts of the country that they were out of the Big Ten footprint. We don't normally get to go to. Those gas stations had combos flavors that I had never seen before. So I think I picked up like five different bags of combos with different flavors. And some of them, I'm, af- I'm afraid to admit, were absolutely terrible. Um, you mean like the 14-layer dip or whatever it was? I mean, I, I can't – yeah, it's not it's, it's not a Dr. Pepper, you know, like you don't need to try to fit in 23 flavors into one combo. It's a pretzel with some darn filling in it. Just give me one or two flavors and move on. Like, why do we have to have seven layer dip? Because here's what happens with a seven layer dip, anything, unless it's an actual seven layer dip. All the flavors are put into one place and it's Terrible. Terrible. Yeah, well, you've got to make the seven layer dip good is that you get individual layers of flavor. The other problem is if you get into the combos that aren't made with the pretzels, because a yeah. cracker or the fake, whatever the tortilla chip fake thing tortilla, is, yeah. Those are not it. It's got to be the pretzel. And I have serious concerns about people who just get the cheese cracker combos. And I've seen that happen on our road trips before, and I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. It's like the people who go to Cane's and keep the coleslaw. Or like someone who goes to McDonald's and gets a cheeseburger plain with no cheese. And they just, they get, I mean, to, to be forced to go to eat McDonald's on the road, again, we've talked about it, is not something that you ever want to happen anyway. But if you're there and what you choose is the McDonald's burger patty only on a McDonald's bun, Oh, buddy, you're a serial killer. You're a serial killer. You have problems. I feel like they've made – like, I would. I don't set foot into McDonald's. Like, that was the last time I was in one was with uh, you and Gin two days in a row for the Indiana game in 2017. Like, it seems like they – Lunch and breakfast. Mm. Seems <laughs> like they made some commitment to improving the chicken sandwich. Like, I was actually able to eat that. Okay, I was going to say, we, we didn't, we had to go through a drive through to McDonald's one night after a game. What game was it? I don't remember. Maybe, maybe TC, no, not TCU. That was Whataburger. It was maybe Oklahoma. I don't remember. Either way, we had to go through a drive through at like 2.30 in the morning for again one time too, but. But. If it was the Oklahoma game, then you had a different uh, – different. Yeah, uh, you may not have been there. Because that's the last time I've stepped foot in any McDonald's period is for that Indiana game because you know how I feel about it. And once we once we uh, moved on from Ginn, there's never any point for that. Chives isn't dumb enough to ask us to go to McDonald's or Subway. Or I will never ask you to go to McDonald's. Skyline. Um, I will I, never ask you to go to Skyline. I, I go to the McDonald's on campus at Ohio State pretty frequently when I'm in town, if I'm not working at, at your house, uh, since it's right next door to Woody and they have the Wi-Fi. But, um, you know, that's it. Sometimes you just got to do it. So uh, I was thinking about this. <laughs> when we, It was going to be more timely last week on the heels of the last uh, two episodes of The Last Dance. And I was thinking about, you know, the memories of the flu game and people were sharing their own stories of, there are similar experiences in their life, the most heroic efforts they've made the next day. Um, I mean, first of all, do you believe that the pizza story for Jordan? And then we'll talk no. about it. 
No. So, like, do you think that he was, like, getting getting hammered the night before, what was it, game six, game five? Yes, yes. Think he was? Yes. All right. The game wasn't until 7 o'clock the next night. That's true. Like, he was uh, – what? Go ahead, Chad. The man was the man was drunk the entire time they filmed the last dance. I don't care what you say. That he was sitting in that chair drinking the entire time. <laughs> he was hammered. I don't think that's changed. I think he's just been hanging out and drinking no matter what. I, I'm pretty I sure he's drunk. I think, I, think over. I think it's more likely he just drank a little too much and maybe the change in atmosphere or elevation and all the other things maybe just wore him down a little bit. Uh, it's also really hard to get booze in Utah, especially in 1998. For Michael Jordan? Well, what's he going to – is he going to drive across the board? I mean, five dudes delivered him a pizza, so I, I imagine he could get whatever he wanted. They could only find one pizza place that was open at 10 o'clock. In, and it in, was a pizza hut, which I guess is what you expect because and like, we had – remember, we had to get beer at a pizza hut outside of Penn State. Oh, we, we tried and failed because of – obvious reasons um i i don't i just don't i don't know i don't buy it maybe the marriott's well stocked there that they were staying at but otherwise you're having to send somebody on a run across the border into evanston wyoming to try and get your your good stuff because they're of all the restrictions on alcohol sales in utah so i i don't know i tend to believe it i think there's details about it that don't make sense like why he decided to eat an entire pizza by himself when there were five other people in the room. Like, uh, yeah, did they order multiple pizzas and he just had one? The story was that they just had one. And then I think the director followed up and said that, that they, they cut this part out or something that – or or the trainer told another story where Jordan, like, spit on the pizza so that nobody else could eat it. And he was, like, eating it in front of them. Um, so lots of moving pieces here. Anyway. Uh, I don't think that he was intentionally poisoned by Pizza Hut workers in Salt Lake City, Utah. If that's the inference that was made on the show, which it kind of seemed like it was, that is not – There's, I, I, I do not believe there's truth to that. Well, you All know right. what they say, no one out poisons the hut. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just making sure that we never pick up a new sponsorship. Uh, All right, folks, we'll see you later. <laughs> From that, from that place, uh, we'll just go ahead and burn that bridge right now. Mark that off the list. They will never sponsor road beers. Uh, hopefully, this land grant thing just keeps working for us. Um, so let's assume that let's, maybe it was something else and not the pizza. We've all been in this situation where the night before takes a toll and we've got a big event the next day. What's the first thing that comes to mind as your personal flu game, Jerome? Boy, I, I'm going to be real – real with myself i don't know that i've ever done anything heroic in my entire life so it doesn't um, have to be that you're michael jordan the next day. i mean there are boy i'm gonna you know i'm just the type of person who if, if i feel that way i'm just gonna shut her down <laughs> <laughs> like I, i've just there's never been a single game that we've covered like i don't you're not like oh Sorry that I took you out for too many road beers last night. Don't worry about shooting the game tomorrow. No, because I, I know my limit, and I don't get to the point where I w- will wake up feeling like uh, I'm in a rough patch. But, jeez. Um, Never 
Listen, okay, so Michigan State in 2016 would probably be as close as the – no, 20, 2018, the, the Pizza Nug episode. Pizza Nugs, yeah. The Pizza Nug episode, because that was a noon game the next day. It We were out later than we intended. We uh, were drinking till roughly 2 in the morning. That one was rough. And then couple that with the fact that the weather was terrible – uh, that would probably be the closest one for me as the, as Michigan State in 2018. That was that was one I did not want to be at. I did not want to be in that. I did not want to watch that game uh, from the field. I wanted to stay in the hotel, and that was it. So th- I guess that would be the one for me. I remember. I think it was like you sent me a message in the second quarter, and you were like, "I'm gonna head into." <laughs> there's like seven minutes left in the half, and yeah. you're like. Is it okay if I just headed back into the work? I, t- I said I'm done with this half. I'm not coming back out. I'm pretty sure it was a one possession game, and I was like, I don't have anything to put up, like the, no the celebratory whole- touchdown or anything. I'm like, I, I don't have anything. Yeah, but what did I get? I mean, a, a picture of Drew Crispin punting the football. That's it. <laughs> we had that, that happen. Terry McLaurin downing the punt. I think we used it like three times. Yeah, because it was the only play of the game. But I was like, I'm not going back out there. It was miserable i felt like not great and i said you know what screw it i'm gonna go sit michigan state for all of the the issues that media has there with uh the the food vouchers and all that like their media workspace for for us is great like one of the best in the big 10 so i was very comfortable in that room uh go in there watch the game take off the layers of clothes and then wait till the second half when there was actually something important happening the the pizza nugs were a, a blessing and a curse because I wasn't able to use the uh, stupid food vouchers because I had no appetite for food the next day uh, until like I don't know eight o'clock or something. We probably got a freaky fast on the way out of town. That was I don't know I don't know how that one escalated. I blame it on I blame it on that one on you though because I would I just took people's word. Everyone said we should go to Crunchies, so we did. Mike, well, Wilson. Mike, Mike Wilson told us to. Mike right? Wilson, if you're out there, this is your fault. <laughs> uh, that's that's good. I knew we would get there. I I just was I couldn't think if there was something that was worse than Michigan State for you. No, I mean I think that was pretty much it. I mean, the, by the end, I mean if if we would have had to do anything the day after the Rose Bowl, that would have been. That probably would have been the worst because I was in bad shape, not from like <laughs> drinking too much, but I was just beat to hell physically from that game. And uh, I was gonna, t- I was gonna tell this story two weeks ago. Now we're here. Uh... <laughs> mm, listen, you can go ahead and tell your perspective of it. I know why what happened happened. My vantage and point I, was price. I would, I'd have to do it again in the same situation. I would do. I would. I would handle the outcome the same exact way if everything else, because I had to protect my equipment. So we were on these just really janky, broke down buses. For some reason, the Rose Bowl cannot figure out that uh, how to have you know working equipment to transport media around town, which we have longer drives to cover the Rose Bowl than anywhere else, as we've said before. That whole experience with the Rose Bowl was one of the worst, uh, other than the four hours where you get the great scenery and the beautiful grass uh, and hopefully a good game, which we did get um, for the most part with Ohio State-Washington a couple years ago. But 
it's an exhausting experience because you get there four hours early. Berm loads up on photos that we're going to need for the next three months, and he shoots nonstop. Uh, and, you know, it's a little bit warm there. He's, he's worn out. He walks 12 miles or so. We finally get on the bus. All the stories are filed. All the photos are uploaded. All the videos are done. Take the janky bus. Get thrown around for 45 minutes. Tries to take what, four bags of equipment with him, and he's hobbling around. Ugh, ugh. I'm, on the, I'm on a shuttle bus that has an aisle that is probably 36 inches or shorter or, or, or less. Um, <laughs> 24 inches, baby, 24 inch aisle on the, on this shuttle bus. It was thin. It was thin. Uh, I was helping. I'm sure I had, I'm sure I had something for you. He gets to the, but he gets to the stairs. The bus is not up against an elevated curve. It is one of the flat parts, you know, of a, a normal. It's a driveway. Yeah, it is. A, it is a chiveway. And Berm expects there to be a curb. He dangles his right foot down. Feels for the curb, topples over. Was no curb. Was no curb. He's on his back going, oh! Well, number one, I thought I, like, I, thought, I, I, thought I broke my ankle. I was standing right on, right on top of him, and I was like, you know, taking my step to come out of the bus, out of the shuttle. You Alan Iverson to me in L.A. <laughs> I was, I, and I see this turtle. Oh! Send help! Send help! <laughs> I just, Listen. I, he was like, I think I broke my ankle. I, I couldn't stop laughing, and I was just trying to get, you know, safely off the vehicle myself. That was my vantage point, and I, I, I definitely saw I, the rest of the night. I, I definitely thought I broke my ankle, but again, I had my my book bag, my backpack, and then three camera cases, trying to navigate it through a two foot wide space then you get to the part where the door is and there's because it's a shuttle bus has that stupid divider up there where there's just poles everywhere so i'm trying to navigate holding those things this way took a step there was no curb i went down like a sack of potatoes i was again after the day of 12 miles of walking completely dehydrated i could not even get my legs to like want to pick myself up uh it was rough it, it, i i thought i broke my ankle for a good you know six seven minutes until i realized it was gonna just be a sprain but um you know hey i made it through it i'm a lot stronger today because of that experience one of the better things they actually had that week was that um they let us do the media party at mckellar in downtown mm -hmm. la and um, I decided to take that as a personal challenge that they had the open bar tab. And this McKellar bar has some of the most exclusive beers in the world on draft. So if I'd had to cover the Rose Bowl the day after that, that might have been a problem. Because at one point I had four different 10% double IPAs that I was drinking on the table at once because we only had two hours. And I just is, started, that, is that frowned upon? Should you not have done that? I, I guess I shouldn't have. And Is that I, what inspired me when we were in Chicago yeah. for the Northwestern game? Yeah. I made that poor decision with slow stouts. Um, see, that, that party, that media party at McKellar is like a prime example of I know when I'm done. Like, I got back on the shuttle bus. But you left early, so, didn't you? you yeah, left like early. two hours before everyone else did. I was like, you know what? This is enough for me. I have 
I've reached my, my saturation point. I am going to go get a couple hours of sleep that we're going to desperately need the next day. And, uh, you know, cool. That was a weird trip. Weird yeah, trip. It was weird. I wasn't proud of you for that. All right, Chad, you sure. had a long time to think about your flu game. Oh, without a doubt, it was a Big Ten championship game. <laughs> it was a, it was an eight o'clock game too, so it was kind of embarrassing that it was it was that bad. But ooh, that Friday night before the Big Ten championship game, you guys uh, took me out in Indy, one of your favorite beer cities uh, that you just know too well. No, and, it's uh, far too well. And uh, I did not know it as well. And I woke up the next day knowing I was going to walk miles on the football field and following Justin Fields around for my story. Uh, that, that I was going to do with the camera down on the field. And uh, I just got a little carried away. And I certainly did not feel like showing up for the Big Ten Championship game, even though it was my first ever Big Ten Championship game covering. And <laughs> I feel like I did a pretty good job where there's some photos from the Big Ten Championship game that uh, I'm pretty proud of that I took. And I feel like I wrote a pretty good story based on the things I gathered on the field. So I think that would probably be my flu game. You actually um, came down with a case of the flu, as none of us were aware of, and we're, yeah. we pull we, um, beat, I, I, we pull back the curtain the whole way on this show, and we didn't know, but Chives actually admitted that to me because we stayed in the exact same hotel room again for the NFL Combine that we stayed in um, for the Big Ten Championship game, and he said, I don't know why I'm telling you this, and then he said it to me, and I That's said, okay. I don't know why you told me that. Don't tell Jerome. And then I told Berm like five seconds later, as you had to know that I was going to. So Berm comes out the next day, comes out <laughs> of his room, because I had slept on, slept on the couch. He's like, hey, were you okay last night? Because you look like you were going to get sick when, I, when we went to bed. And I was like, oh, I was fine. I was fine. I just went to bed. No, that's not what happened. I remember very clearly bringing you some Aleve and a bottle of water saying you should probably take this. I remember because, you know, we take care of each other. We take care of each other on this. You brought him water or you brought him a BA? Oh, water. I'm not giving him a BA. (laughs) I had my own BAs. Okay. The BAs are, you know, exclusive. Austin, I think there's a flu game to be said about – you have a flu game that you probably don't even think of, and it's it's a subtle one. I believe the entire NFL combine and you just getting through Letterman lives and rapid reactions at the combine with just a terrible case of redacted. Yeah, um, that, that was, that was some kind of flu. Or when, when what, we, did, what, did, we, what did chives make you eat there that caused this? Okay. So <laughs> I didn't make him eat anything. Are you sure? I was trying to, as you guys have, you know, pointed out, on the show before. Sometimes I have a way of exerting my will for the places that we go because I'm always willing to go to them by myself. But, you know, I, I use that to my advantage and just assume that you're going to come with me to the breweries. So, you know, I'm thinking in the back of my mind, this is the first time it's really me and Chives. Um, Berm was not there for the combine. We didn't need him to, to be around for that. And I'm thinking, you know, we got a cream of crab situation. Maybe I should look Chives wants to try all the barbecue all over the world. That's his thing. He said, maybe I should look for a place where Chives can get his barbecue. And you wouldn't necessarily think that Indianapolis is going to be famous for that. And I can, <clears throat> I can tell you that it's not. But 
getting choked up just thinking about it. But I found this place. It was only like a mile from our hotel. It won like a bunch of awards and gone on the barbecue circuit, whatever the hell that is that, you know, they go compete at Chives Nose. And I said, yeah, that's, I'll do this. And it was right next to a brewery. We're fine. I don't know for a fact that that's what did it for the next several days, but uh, I didn't finish the meat. It didn't all taste exactly right to me. Um, and for lunch, we had stopped at the same Jimmy John's that we always stopped to on the way over to Indy. So I, I know that didn't do it, but the ensuing three days were a chore. Yeah. I'm glad that Chives brought that back up. Cause we, I think I lost 10 pounds and just getting through the two hour, two and a half, three hours of interviews, writing a story and then going to stand up, do a rapid reaction <laughs> video with Chives for 10 minutes and then I'd go right back and fall asleep and do other things for the rest of the day. I, I stayed in bed, I think, in Indianapolis, like 65 hours of the times that we were there. But it allowed, me to, it allowed me to write 90% of our combine coverage, give me some good experience. So maybe it was a blessing. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> I didn't really realize that Chives was so BBQ-centric until we went to Travion Henderson's high school. Yeah. And he, he told us, uh, you, or you should go. If you're, you're staying in Charlottesville the first night. There's this barbecue place to go to the next day for yeah. breakfast. Go there. Yes, I'm like, yes. I'm like, breakfast, barbecue for breakfast. That place is great. I'm like, okay, no. But thanks. Also, <laughs> I asked, and he was like, no. Um, yeah, Chives, I mean, there's there's – Nothing wrong with loving barbecue, but I don't know the BBQ for breakfast is necessary. Yeah. Uh, man, I would not have, like, I had kind of blocked the combine out of my memory bank because that was such a just brutal week uh, leading up to my birthday. What a happy celebration that was for me. Um, I was thinking the first one that I ever had, like, there was something important was like I turned 21 and then had to cover a Wyoming Colorado state basketball game the next day at like two o'clock. And I don't really know how I survived, but I did fall asleep in the media room um, waiting for Steve McLean, the coach of the Cowboys at that time to come into the room. Cause I was just literally dead. I think uh, this is my second life after I got rid of the first one. I don't know how, what I wrote or how I wrote or, what anything that happened in that day, but I made it through. There was a story in the paper and I, I didn't actually die. That's the first one that comes to mind. I think we all probably had those when we were in college, but and now for Chives, that was just, you know, 12 months ago, but maybe, maybe Ohio U is not really a party school anymore. So that doesn't matter. It is what you make of it. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'll say on that subject. Or the cheese its flow like wine. I saw you were upset about uh, one of your favorite places changing their menu or something today. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a great uh, drunk food spot. I'll just call it what it is. You walk up, you hand the people the five dollar bill that you have, you know, you spent thirty five of your forty dollars in your wallet. You walk up, you got the five dollar bill. You hand it to the lady. She's got a pre made chicken sandwich with bacon and this like maple, uh, maple sauce. It's like, it's, it's basically, it's like honey mustard, both maple in it. 
it's a really good, and they call it waffle sauce. I don't really actually know what it is. It could be anything. Yeah. And then there's, it's between two waffles and it's called chicken and waffles. So this place is called Uptown Grill and they serve like all kinds of sandwiches. Their Philly cheesesteak is really good. Um, but like I said, $5, you get a chicken and waffle sandwich. You walk home, you pass out in your room and you find the chicken and waffle wrapper on the floor the next day. And you're like, oh, it was a good night. This guy bought the place and he's like, we're not changing the menu at all, but we're getting rid of the chicken and waffle. Well, people call this restaurant or this walk up little drunk food spot. They call it chicken and waffle. Like nobody calls it Uptown Grill. They just call it chicken and waffle because it's very famous. Yeah. I just don't, it's right across from Jackie O's. So it's like perfect. I don't understand why, if you call it something, you would take it off the menu. But I just had an idea are. for a restaurant. Uh, here's my idea for a new restaurant concept. You walk in and there, let's say there's three or four price points. Okay. Like $5, $10, $15, $20. You give whatever amount of money you want. And then the people working there decide what they give you to eat. That's terrible. You know, they're just like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to give this guy beef and noodles. And then like this guy's getting, <laughs> this guy's getting Wiener schnitzel. You know, you just like randomly choose. I don't know. I just think it'd be cool. Who would go there? <laughs> no one, but I mean. Going to go play so. food roulette? Yeah, I mean, people go to restaurants where their their entire MO is to be a jerk to you. I mean, people do that. Why wouldn't you just, wouldn't it be worth the experience? Like, dude, I went to mystery food and I got this. Like you could compare, oh, there could be like a bingo board, you know, like they have like, like, 35 different possibilities and you have like and whoever was the first person to fit, to get bingo i don't know becomes part owner or something i berm i have always thought that an idea that is almost like that is you order your food and then there's a plinko board you have to drop down there and that decides how much your food costs so like if you land in the middle hey free meal man but if you land on one of the outside ones just by chance like hey, you're paying $39 for like a chicken sandwich and fries. Like, I think that is a decent idea because that is, that is more food roulette because then like, are you ordering the lamb chops hoping that you land on it's going to be $3 or are you ordering the chicken sandwich knowing that you might have to pay 40 But what if you only had $5 in your wallet? You wouldn't go there. Okay, well, okay. Wait, that, but that's but the wouldn't, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be better to just go in and give $5 and get random food? as opposed to go in with $5, not knowing if you can afford any food. But what well, is the $5 thing? Like, do you have the chance of winning like prime rib? Listen, man. No, there's tears. Okay. That's I, I, still saying, have to run. Like, I still have to worry about food costs. I'm not, I'm not, no, it isn't a. <clears throat> that's a, what I'm a, saying though. Like if you treat. order the prime rib at my Plinko restaurant, you could technically pay, maybe pay a dollar for prime rib. Or you could run that risk and order a cheeseburger and pay 40. Your demographic requires a ton of people with expendable income that are just wanting to give it away. Well, the, uh, buddy, I'm putting that thing in the short north. My demographic <laughs> is people who are, my demographic is Standard people who just stole like, that idea. Yeah, what I'm interested in are Work people who are like, this. I just want to eat whatever you're going to give me. It's like uh I don't know. I just think it would it would definitely not work, but I, I want. Yeah, it I sure would. Sure. I think. <laughs> are you putting this place by the 
the diabetes, the diabetics hospital. Like, I just want whatever you're going to give me. Like, what, what are we doing in there? Yes. Good idea. <laughs> no, um, no good idea. No yeah, good now idea. You're, now you're thinking, Josh. Do you remember the, the mayor of Toledo, the mayor of Toledo 20 years ago got in trouble um, with people because he suggested that we move all the deaf people to the airport. Hmm. And the, well, why would you? You were not here. Um, but yeah, this is basically the same thing. Just move it out there. Wow. Remember, there's this restaurant out in uh, out west called Heart Attack Grill. You ever hear that one? Like, no. It, it was fake. Wait, Austin, Rel- did you know Berm lived out west? I relatively I've heard of it. Relatively famous, but like then they got in trouble because their burgers were called like the triple cardiac arrest or something, and then someone died. Oh no! That's <laughs> and so. All, so then people were like, "Wow, well, I guess maybe you shouldn't eat this food because it's." Well, that's it was truth in marketing. They should be I mean, applauded. You go into the restaurant and like all the the servers would all be dressed in like medical outfits, and you'd get like a gown when you came in. It was really a good burger, though. I mean, I mean you don't honest. go bungee jumping and be like oh you told me this was going to be completely safe yeah i mean you do it for the thrill that's the point of my entire uh food experiment restaurant where you just don't know what you're going to get we tried to order the cheeseburger and they said nope you can't do that it will literally give you a heart attack it will you will literally die (laughs) literally um literally die all right road beers um got after since all three of us uh raved about the cashmere single hop laying right decided to make it uh, another batch a huge batch of it. it's on sale again now uh i had some delivered to my house today so that's obviously what i'm going to be diving in tonight now it's called lonely hops club cashmere yes bro I, I need you to make sure that there's some of that available uh in two weeks when we take a trip i spoke with my our our good all of our good friend james about that when he brought it to my house and said, he said, I know Berm is going to be jealous about this because he liked it too. And he raised that stuff was tremendous. And uh, he said, I'll be sure to have some so that you guys can take it up there. So I bet strongly that we will film an episode on the lake and we will be drinking uh, Lonely Hops Club because it is one of, I think it's one of the best beers that they've made. Well, next Monday, because I'm going to be coming down to the bus for, some video stuff that we're doing. Uh, I'm James. I'm coming to see you. <laughs> Tell me where to meet you and how many beers I can put in my trunk. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go from there. This week I've been. Well, you're just gonna hand him a five, a ten, a fifteen, or a twenty. Yes. To decide what you get. Yes. Or and, then we're, or and he's gonna ask me where the hell I got a fifteen dollar bill. Or Berm, he could give you a bunch of beer and then you could play Plinko to see how much you had to pay for it. Um, so anyway, this week, cause it's been so hot, uh, all I've been drinking is like summer beer over on, which is one of my, you know, favorites, uh, from Bell's. That's all I've been drinking this weekend. So I've been kind of boring. Another, but another it, was, it was like, a, it was like a million degrees outside for three straight days. I was, I was like, I have to drink summertime beers. Chives, I don't think that you, uh, had got your last delivery from James before, because uh, we went on hiatus last week, took it off to do some other uh, work-related things instead of killing an hour talking. What did you get from Land Grant? What did you like? 
the experimental series was fantastic. It was, I can't, I don't know if I can be pronouncing this correct. La Terrace. Terrace. I don't know. Very good. Whatever, if you see it on the shelf, it's very good. How do you spell it? How do you spell it, Travis? L-A space T-E-R-R-A-S-S-E. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to try, but we'll just text James afterwards and he can get it. We'll edit it in. You can. I, I think it probably is like the, like, like the terrace, right? Like you're outside on the terrace. The like terrace. Ter- it could be terrace. It could be, well be terrace. Yeah, it's like a patio beer, right? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say you you're probably onto something there. The other one that was just absolutely fantastic is fruit slices. If you haven't had fruit slices, please do yourself a favor. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited to drink some land grant with you guys up in up at the lake, and also uh, Berm's going to point me in the direction where I can get some more uh, GW's Little White Lie from last year. I would like to, uh, before we sign off here, I would like to apologize to Pizza Hut, uh, the Rose Bowl. Standard Hall. Standard Hall. And anyone else we may have offended during today's episode of Road Beers. Crunchies. Crunchies. Uh, You know what? Screw you. I'm not apologizing to Crunchies. They still owe owe us an apology. Lane Um, Grant, for me, mispronouncing the name of this beer. We appreciate your products and your services, uh, except for the Rose Bowl shuttle bus, and hope to see you all again sometime soon. Thank you. Except Pizza Hut, because I don't care about that. That's the apology rescinded to Pizza Hut. This has been uh, Road Beers. We are back. Uh, we don't know what the schedule is going to be like, but we'll do another one soon, definitely in the next couple weeks. Um, if you missed us, hey, we really appreciate you. If you made it to the end of this, we doubly appreciate you. If you don't like it, uh, you probably turned this off a long time ago, so don't worry about it. Appreciate uh, Berm, Chives, uh, hanging out with me on this Friday. Uh, this has been Road Beers at Let Em Row. We'll see you next time.